Hi there, and welcome to the Ones to Watch podcast. Here we discuss exciting technology companies with their founders and CEOs leading their industries, going deep on strategy, success, and their plans for future industry disruption and domination. I'm Paul Quatricasas, founder and CEO of Aqua Partners and creator of the Ones to Watch podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share with you how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that, let's get started. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of The Ones to Watch by Aqua Partners. We are excited to welcome Offer Your Vexel to to the show. Uh, Did I say that correctly? Yep. Surprisingly well. I know it's hard to pronounce my name, so I'm impressed. (laughs) Well, that's kind of you. So anyway, uh, Offer is here with uh, Peppery. Uh, so he is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, this wonderful B2B solution and uh, this platform that can maybe help your business uh, go to the next level. It's also one of the great businesses to watch. Uh, Peppery has been partnering uh, with various brands, including SodaStream, Derma, Dermalogica, and uh, uh, Rip Curl. So, so uh, definitely, definitely one of the ones to watch. So welcome to the show offer. Thank you very much for hosting me. Yeah, so first of all, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, Peppery. Uh, what what does your company do? What kind of products and services do you offer? What are your solutions? We are a software company. We provide a cloud-based solution to companies like the one that you mentioned. Many uh, fast-moving type customer, including uh, also some that you did not mention, uh, and, and more specifically in food and beverages, uh, that we are very strong. Uh, and the solution that we are providing them is a solution that enables them to migrate from the traditional uh, sales rep selling process, uh, where they have se- uh, field salespeople sell- sell- selling to retailers, uh, uh, and to move it to uh, a combination of an hybrid type solution, or you might want to call it um, multi-channel, omni-channel B2B solution, meaning to include both the online sales together with the offline sales, uh, all under one platform, uh, which also enables them to migrate in their pace because we provide both world from one platform. Yeah, so that's that's really interesting because it's it kind of um, kind of centralizes these operations, and then because it is cloud based, I assume uh, it's something that they can access from anywhere and makes it much more convenient to manage. Yes. Okay, so what are some of the things that your customers say about this? You know, we've mentioned some uh, well known brands. So, what are some of the things that they're saying about your solutions? Uh, I think uh, many things, if I need to try to find the key points, then uh, enables them uh, really to uh, to create the optimum level and to choose how they want to sell to each channel. Mm-hmm. And the more sophisticated one have different sales tactics and different sales method, definitely dif- different sales pricing uh, to different segments of their market. And uh, Peppery enables them really to do that uh, without worrying whether their IT solution will 
support them. So it's no longer part of the consideration whether they can do it or not. It's do what you think is good for your business in terms of your business, uh, the way that you approach your customers. Uh, reduce dramatically the amount of communication between back office people to customers and to sales support people on the road because the information suddenly is available uh, to the customers and to the salespeople uh, when they need it, where they need it on any device. <clears throat> and when I say on any device, this is one of the unique things about our solution that we support any process that they define and configure in their back office immediately can be published to native applications that can be private label uh, native application of our customers, uh, as well as to web browser solutions. So suddenly the information is available to everyone uh, and there's no need to communicate on technical things, on asking questions, you have the information in front of you. Wow. So that's, so it's pretty much instantaneous. And then it's also uh, very flexible and customizable to the needs that your business have. Yeah, actually we, uh, in our uh, uh, dictionary, we exclude the word customization. Oh, okay. Completely. <laughs> and the only word we are using is configuration because for me, customization is the devil. <laughs> this is what my customer does not want to do because customization means that now you're changing the product, you're using programmers, uh, you go to a, a development cycle, QA cycle, and this is exactly what slowed down your business. The only word we use is configuration because configuration means you use our workflow designer with our rule engine, with drag and drops, you define the processes, then with drag and drop, you define the screens, how they want them to look, and you can define different screens for different devices, for different users even, user type, because you might want, for the same process, you might want to show different information to the customer and to the rep uh, or to a manager. Uh, so then you define the, the screen and the mm. uh, visibility, and, and then you press publish, and the minute you press publish, each one of them is getting them, getting it immediately with no new update to the software, with no new update, with no QA. It's just a configuration. So in our dictionary, the word customization is not allowed. I love this. This is great. And I love that distinction that you're making between the two and kind of moving this, this idea of configuration um, really does... Uh, work more with the speed and the flexibility and uh, everything that we need in modern business today. So I exactly. really like, yeah, I really like that kind of approach. So when we're talking about that a little bit, uh, let's talk about how you got to the point of saying, okay, we're going to talk about configuration. We're going to talk about flexibility. We're going to talk about making sure that this works on the level that our, our clients and that our um, customers need. So how did you get to that point? What made you, what was kind of the, uh, the why behind getting to that point? Actually, uh, you learn it. Uh, the, this is the, exactly the difference between a project and a product. Hmm. When you do a project, you listen to the customer and you customize you build for him a build for purpose, purpose solution that fit him. When you want to scale, when you want to work with many customers and you realize that every business is different, 
and people might have different approach to the sales process. Uh, although we do have best practices, but there's still there's mm. variety of best practices within. Of course, there are certain things we recommend not to do as part of the best practices, but within the things that you can do, there are still variety of things. You realize that the only way to do it in a product, if you really want to call yourself a product company, is to build a flexible tool that support all of that without the need to go back to the drawing table and to design everything again and again from scratch. Um, so pretty much at the beginning, and this is actually, if you follow what Peppery did, we started uh, with a product called Super App that was very rigid, iPad only, because iPad was the first to the market in mobility in terms of a professional working tool. Uh, and pretty much very quickly we realized that, okay, uh, iPad is not good enough. Some people now wants to use iPhone and now people wants Android. And you know what? The back office people want the same information and they use desktop. And But the, their processes are different and the information they want is different within the same process. Uh, and then you understand that the only way to put all those things into a solution that is a product as opposed to project is really instead of building rigid solution, build engines, a workflow engines, a rule engine, uh, and then a drag and drop, uh, you can call it design engine, and then apply it in the different places where it's needed. So, so really you're kind of, uh, you've, you've created all of these engines then is what you're saying. Yes. And, and they work together and you can uh, basically, each person that's using the engine can configure it the way they need. Well, you are a great student. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're learning, we're learning. No, this is a, yeah, this is I, I noticed how you uh, thought before the configure and then it was great. <laughs> Making sure, making sure we're we're getting this right. So yeah, so so talk a little bit about now. You talked a little bit about um, the product roadmap to some degree, where you you started out with something very rigid, and then you you've uh, kind of migrated and evolved into something that is much less rigid and uh, very config. I like using this word now, configurable. And so um, so. What else are you doing maybe to keep on top of like the changes, right? We're always having technological changes. We're always moving forward. Uh, there are always new changes in the way we do business. So how are you keeping on top of that so that you can remain flexible and remain kind of at this cutting edge? Yeah, like anything else, there is no end, especially in software. There's no end to where you can stretch it. So I would say that in our space, we are the most configurable product. Mm -hmm. However, we still unveil areas where we can be even more flexible, more configurable, uh, especially as we see a trend, especially since the COVID, that the world is moving much faster than before to B2B e-commerce in the sales process. If before the especially by the way in fast moving we saw a lot of customers that were reluctant to move uh, to online uh, b2b sales uh, claiming that it will give an edge to their competitors that are giving a more personal uh, mm. service to their customer when i can tell you that in fact it's the opposite uh, 
but still, they are very traditional industries. They uh, so nowadays we see uh, really uh, we see it in, in our information as a cloud company. We see where orders are coming from, and we see it from our sales processes when we sell way more online sales as opposed to just field sales. And uh, as we making the online sales stronger and stronger, we found new levels of configuration that we need to add to our product, believe it or not. And uh, we are working now on, uh, uh, I would call it maybe the fifth layer of configuration nice. uh, in our product that is really giving a additional thing. And again, what's unique about Peppery, and there are many, many, uh, not many, but I would say, the leaders, uh, the software leaders like Salesforce, uh, Microsoft, they all base their product on configuration. They have great product, but their product is online only when you check it. SAP, all those guys, it's online only, and they do not have one place where they do configuration to the level that we do, which is way more specific to our industry. And apply it not just online, apply it to any device in offline and uh, in native. Uh, I hope I'm not talking too technical here. No, uh, no, it's, it's good. <laughs> uh, and, and this is the difference. Now we are taking it one step further. So we are adding more uh, configuration capabilities as we speak, more related to the B2B requirements that we unveil in the B2B e-commerce. Uh, on top of it, we are improving some of the features that are relevant to our customers that we have them today, but we are enriching them. Features like UOM, which is unit of measure, uh, that we want to make it more visible, more flexible. So we are constantly adding flexibility. Uh, now, while talking about you can do whatever you want, it might be very confusing. So we are creating templates. Uh, template for food, template for eyewear companies, sport companies. And one of the things that we have is the ability to, to copy an environment, which is quite complex when you think about all the metadata that is there right. uh, with a press of a button. And then the system start to ask you about all the changes and the differences that they see, enabling you really to build a template, to apply it and to move on. And so because the, the, the devil of this too much configuration, too much flexibility is that you might think, okay, I need to st start everything from scratch. There's nothing that is built there for me. So we, we provide those templates that they start, they start the journey with, and then they can change them. Yeah. So, so then you said, you mentioned that you kind of uh, tailor some of the templates to different types of companies like eyewear or, you know, like um, food and beverage or, or things like that. So you kind of uh, have this. So where, where do you kind of get that information? How do you decide on those templates for those specific industries? The only way to gather this information, and it's true, and I have unfortunately about 30 years of experience in uh, software, uh, the only way to gather enterprise level software information is from customers. Okay. Uh, I personally do not believe in any other way. Uh, you don't get it from the drawing table. So uh, we have customers in all those industries. I would claim that we are number one in the world in the eyewear business, in the frame eyewear business. We have 
amazing brands like Bolle, Spy Optic, uh, 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 Yana, you want to, <laughs> okay. I, I, I doesn't jump, jump to uh, Matsuda. We have like almost 100 brands in the eyewear right. business. So when you serve 10, 20, you start to understand, okay, there is similarity here. And I can tell you, the eyewear business in terms of the sales process is so different than the food and beverages. I'm sure I don't need to tell you that, <laughs> uh, which is completely different than a fashion company with the season and the, the, the life cycle of the product is completely different. Uh, in the fashion, for example, after one quarter, you're throwing it to the garbage and it's an old product. While in food, you might have the same product for 20 years and you're just replenishing it. So the sales process is completely different. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and I love that, um, you know, your your software is so incredibly configurable so that you can address all of those different needs. So um, as you're moving forward, what are some of the things uh, that you do to protect your intellectual property? Because it sounds like you have some really great systems, some really great ideas, some really great designs. So how are you protecting that? How are you uh, making sure that that remains something that's viable for you for you all and that um, you, know, you can protect moving forward and continue to be, uh, as you say, number one? I think the key is two things. First of all, focus. And the other thing is uh, run as fast as you can. <laughs> There's no, no other way to protect because your customer will choose the best for them. Mm -hmm. So if you'll keep focused on the one, and for example, for us, I were fast moving items are focused industry. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I didn't mention, for example, fashion mm -hmm. because it's not. Right. Uh, and uh, if you keep focusing, then uh, you are creating a momentum. And if you have a momentum within an industry and you have uh, good references that are only growing and your best practices are then embedded into the product and in those into those templates. And then if you continue to innovate, as I just described, and not saying, okay, this is the product. So run as quickly as possible, but make sure that you're not running to too many directions. Run in a direction that you create a momentum this is the only way to protect in our industry, in enterprise software, because uh, I don't believe in uh, IP protection in our case. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. So, so you don't have a lot of patents or anything like that that you're working on? I, I don't believe in patent in our industry. Okay, they work makes... nothing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess, I guess too, I mean, we talk about like that intellectual property and, and, you, and you talk about not really uh, uh, believing in, in your industry because it's, I mean, at some point, right, it, it just becomes very widespread and replicable. Uh, when you have uh, a lot of customer from the same industry and you are building a solution that is getting better from customer to customer, uh, no one can uh, copy you from uh, sitting. Uh, it doesn't work this way in our industry, right. in my opinion. He simply needs to gather the same type of customers, and it will be much harder for him if I already captured the market. Uh, so I think this is the only way of doing it. Okay. Uh, we have now, we just had a press release a week ago about the largest food distributor in Indonesia. Indonesia is number four in the world. We were competing with the most, 
the biggest, and I don't want to say names, but the largest companies in the world, companies that are, and as you can imagine, it's a big bid, and we won, and now they just went live uh, oh, wow. last week. Yeah, uh, this this was the press release about. They are going to serve with our software to start with 75,000 business customers, okay? Uh, taking orders with Peppery. When you're building, a, and by the way, everything is out of the box. Zero development on our side to win it. Uh, and this is why it was so quick to bring it up and working and work. Uh, when you have a product like that and it works, there are so many uh, places that we, the only way we have done it is from having all those thousand customer before. Uh, no one can really understand it un until he's doing it from scalability, security, processes, all those other things that you need to do. Okay, cool. So, so then what are some of the things that make uh, your company culture special? You talked a little bit about embedding those best practices in the company, making it part of who the company is. Uh, what else in your company culture kind of makes, kind of sets you apart and kind of makes your company, uh, a, a, you know, gives your company that edge and makes you guys just a little bit, uh, you know, um, yeah, just kind of puts you out there. I think you touched on it. It's the culture, but you're asking what is the, that culture? Yes, yeah. And what I is think, that uh, and I think the culture is the result. Uh, in our case, I, I think we have a unique culture, and it is proven from uh, the retention rate of our employees that is very, very high, extremely high for iTech, and uh, mainly on the key positions in R and D, and in uh, and I think the main reason for that is that until now we. We do not have any institutional, as bad as it might sound, we reach this point without any institutional uh, investors. Mm, okay. uh, for the good and for the bad. And I think institutional investors, most of them are looking for a very aggressive and immediate win. And I think we built the company in the 12 years uh, uh, in a different way, uh, which enables us really to create more of a family uh, type environment that is much less of uh, uh, much less aggressive, I think, uh, on one hand, uh, but on the other end, I think we are getting better results this way. Uh, so we don't have millions of piles of millions of dollars uh, from uh, the last VC that we raised money, and then they are pushing us, bring immediate result. But on the other end, we need to survive from our own money, and everyone understand that it's. We need to be a real company. We are not just, uh, right. and we are a real company. We are profitable. We are not. Uh, we are not one of those uh, VC-based companies. So, so I mean, you talk about you know how you have the low turnover for your industry and people. So, so kind of a culture of really treating people well, I guess, and, and making it a, a a good environment to work in. Definitely, I, I think simply people. Treating people as people and not as employee, employees. Uh, not necessarily well. It's just uh, I, people that are visiting my company are telling me there is unique atmosphere here. Seriously, they're saying there is a feeling in the air as if it's uh, a family and uh, there's no structure of everyone can talk to everyone. Also, our, our meeting, uh, I can tell you, Actually, uh, Yana was listening on this call. When she joined, she told me it's the first time in her career 
that she saw a company that sales and marketing are not fighting and meeting all the time and supporting each other and and in a structured way. Uh, no, it's really a feeling of everyone are working together and not, no one is working against the other. Yeah, and I think that's a that's really valuable, especially if you want to uh, build long term value, like what you're talking about, rather than like some short term quick wins and then turn it around. Uh, you, you've got a company that's been around for 12 years. You're profitable, and you've built this best practices, uh, respect, and this company culture that provides long term good results and uh, and good value for the long term, uh, rather than some sort of quick hit fly by night situation. Uh, I'm going to hire you, I think, as our. Uh... <laughs> okay. Great. Well, um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, this is such an interesting concept and uh, kind of a really great way to push uh, push uh, the B two B sales and the B two B ecosystem into the next level, especially as we're speeding up. And as you said, um, you know, moving a little bit from field to more online and being able to provide that person, uh, that sort of personal touch online that you don't necessarily need to be in the field for. So. Thank you very much for hosting me. It was pleasure, real pleasure. So, and- yeah. So once again, this is, uh, um, excuse me. Once again, uh, this is uh, Offer Your Vexel, and he is with Peppery. And uh, why don't you just real quickly tell folks where they can find you online? Uh, simple, write the word pepper, like pepper. Mm-hmm. And find us, and you'll find all the information about Peppery with case studies and all the technical information, open APIs whatever you are looking for uh, on our website. All right. Very cool. Thanks again for joining us, Offer. And we hope that the rest of you will join us again for another episode where we introduce some more of the ones to watch. Thanks for listening to the ones to watch podcast. If you're interested in sharing your company's story and joining us as a guest on the show, please visit www aquapartners.com slash podcast slash apply. If you liked what you heard, please also visit me and my firm Aqua Partners on LinkedIn and connect. We're always keen to expand our networks and engage with like-minded individuals. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, I'm Paul Patrick Casas. Thanks for listening to the Ones to Watch podcast. Thank you.